Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Hello, hello, hello. I did it correctly. The intro was uh, with no problems. Uh, Welcome to Tasting Anarchy, and I am your host, Jacob Lindsay, and as always, I'm joined by Mason Joseph. And we are two weeks, three weeks, I guess, out from Something? no two, yeah, about two weeks out from Childerberg. Yeah, two, gotta, two and a little bit more, I guess. I got to get some final supplies ordered and stuff, and shipped over to you. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of final supplies for Childerberg, I would refrain from buying the typical peanut. I have a feeling oh, that yeah. we're going to be gifted that by somebody. Well, good. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't intending. Uh, so, things I need to buy because we are since we are going on an extended version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to get the air mattress ordered. I need to oh, get yeah. a some sort of power bank because I don't own one of those. Let me um, check. Let me check if I might have an air mattress with like one of the battery air mattresses. Let me see if I have mm-hmm. one. Okay, I think I. I it might have popped, but I. I think I had one, so I'll look for yeah. it. Yeah. And then, like, I need to get an air mattress, and I was thinking about shipping a uh, or buying a um, like a camping towel, like one of those quick dry oh. towels. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. So that way, because like I think Thursday, since we're going to be out there Thursday, I think Thursday where you and I are probably going to spend a lot of time in the water. Yeah, I think uh, so. Other than doing the fun stuff, just because I mean we've always been intending to spend a lot of time in the water. Um, mm-hmm. And then with your sister being there and her boyfriend, I'm you know pretty sure we'll go swimming. Yeah, they're um, going to want to swim too. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it, it's it's kind of I mean it's it's a with two Lindsays there, it's kind of like default. You got to be in the water. Yeah. So. <laughs> so like I intend to go swimming some, and so but those are the things that I know I need to get is like an air mattress, um, and then maybe a camp blanket. I might order one of those mm-hmm. as well because like. You know, you get hot and cold when you're sleeping in the, the sleeping yeah. bag in Texas. Like that's sometimes true. it's it's cool enough where you're just you know, having sweated all day. You're just kind of like, ugh. Well, and sometimes yeah. it takes a long time for it to cool off. So, like you, if you go to bed at like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, sometimes it's still in the eighties, and mm-hmm. then maybe around one or two in the morning, it cools down to the seventies, and yeah, so you start feeling a little bit too cold. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good idea. Those are good. Those are good thoughts. I, I'm I'm not sure what I need to get. I need to get some. Well, I I I got our truck reserved, so um, I'm going to actually I got to call them about that because like, Hertz is being weird about the confirmation. Like they gave me a confirmation number, but the confirmation number doesn't look anything up when I look it up. So I need to call them again and be like, "Hey, you gave me this confirmation number, but when I try to look it up, I don't see what I what I ordered." And, um, that is frustrating to me. So, uh, but anyways, what I want to see is like, what is our, what's our space going to be like on the truck? So I'm going to like pre-stage all of the crap that I got to bring down. So this is one of the reasons yeah. we, I got a truck is because we, I got a whole bunch of shit to bring down. So, yeah. um, I got to like pre-stage it to kind of see like where we are, like, I'm, I've got one of those like bungee nets that it can go over the top and some rope and stuff like that, to tie things down. But I've got like two big pop-ups. I got to bring the, 
the griddle. I've got all the camping equipment and all that's all in these like big containers and stuff. So, um, I think it'll be fine. I, I'm not, I'm no, not concerned sure. about the space, but it's just kind of one of those, like on the day that you I go pick you up, yeah, I got to get you. Yeah. And then we got to go back to the house. We got to load the truck up and then we got to head down, uh, which is plenty of time. And then we'll get down there in a couple of hours and, and, you yeah. know, enjoy the weather and stuff, but yeah. just kind of good, stuff good, to think about. Good opportunity for me to somehow end up bleeding as usual. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> yeah but i was i was also trying like i've got i i got a beer that i want you to try okay will and i've been talking about it and i'm and we were kind of like going back and forth on like the better way to do it the, it's it's great dr- on draft but there's only one place that we've found so far in dfw that has it on draft and it's this bar that we like in uh fort worth called uh second rodeo it, it is it's I would, I, we might use second rodeo as the model for the Childerberg lodge. It is a really cool bar nice. and it's, it's, it's neat. It's two stories, but then they also have like an outdoor area with live, like a live band stage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also got like a, like a, it's not a food truck, but it's like a restaurant in the style of a food truck. So you go mm-hmm. up to the window and order. Yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. So, but like they've the, got this, this the beer that I think you the girl, sorry, it's like the window at that uh, gas station. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just it's exactly that. Yeah. yeah. So, but the beer is called um, Yellow Rose. So, and there's the famous song, The Yellow Rose of Texas. But uh, it is, I would say, probably one of the best expressions of IPA to use a wine term. <laughs> it is. It's a. It's just a unbelievably solid IPA. I wonder if we could find it on draft in austin slash that area you know like uh yeah that, that might, yeah I'll, I'll take a look at that if not we it's good it's great in bottles too but and you can get the bottles it's just the bottles are a little bit expensive because it's like it's like 12 bucks for a four pack so it's kind of like dogfish head it's pretty expensive for <laughs> i was four. gonna say it just spent 35 dollars 120 minutes for four so. yeah yeah yeah, so it, it's kind of that same thing where it's just like it's yeah. like a little bit it's a little bit expensive, but um, yeah, I mean if we can't if we can't find it on draft, I'll pick it up. I'll pick up a four pack and then okay. that'll give you, me, Will, and uh, Jared or you know whoever, yeah, somebody, yeah, something to kind of just shoot the st- shoot the stuff and drink. Yeah, so, it, it's a good beer. It's a it's a it's a really excellent beer. Uh, yeah. So, that's one I want you to try. I've got a wine that I want you to try also that I'm going to, I'm going to pick up. Cool. Um, I got to make sure that we moderate because you and I both have uh Childerberg official stuff to do, but mm-hmm. uh, I also want like last year I really, I don't, and I don't mind, I don't mind not drinking, but like last year I had very, very, very little to drink because of how nervous I was this year. I think mm-hmm. I, I understand, a, I understand the event this size a little bit better. Yeah. And so I'm not as nervous. And um, I think that I'll have an opportunity to do some of the stuff I wanted to do last year. Like I wanted us to record a live show. We'll, we'll probably be able mm-hmm. to do that this year and um, try a couple of the drinks that I want us to try together in person. And yeah. I think that'd be fun. I stayed pretty exceptionally sober. <laughs> um, like, cause I, I drove on Saturday. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was driving the wine van. So like, I was like, no, there, there's just no, no repeat of Childerberg uh, dose <laughs> like yeah, level right, of right. just like 
just get super dehydrated and then drink too much. Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of how I was. I think, I think I had a couple of beers the, the weekend, but like I was so nervous about a, for whatever reason, I was so worried about people having fun. And yeah. so like, I felt like I couldn't just like sit down and like relax and enjoy and just like hang out with people. I felt like I had to like run around and make sure everybody was okay. But it's like, like those parties but, you used to throw at your house where it's just like, yeah, it, at first you were always kind of like just making sure everything was going okay. And it's like, dude, everybody's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's kind of, I think this year will probably be a little bit more relaxing in that sense. It's just cause it last year it clicked so well people just sort of like fell in a line and there's so many people who were there last year that are coming this year that I think the vibe will kind of be the same and yeah. things will just click. People will just, they're doing what they're doing and um, it'll give us, it'll give you and me opportunity to do like the stuff that we want to do and hang out with my sister and her boyfriend and hang out with some of the new people that are coming, hang out with Cody, like all, all the cool, all the people that we like and um, meet all the new people and, mm -hmm. Uh, I think it'll, it, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a really fun time. Yeah. And so, uh, as you know, I've, uh, switched pretty much my entire life to, uh, minimalist shoes mm -hmm. and, uh, Birkenstocks are not minimalist. So okay. has been, a, a big letdown of my life that Birkenstocks <laughs> are not minimalist. Okay. Uh, so I have a pair of sandals that are coming tomorrow that are minimalist that very much mirror your uh, your favorite pair of sandals. Oh, the Tevas? Yeah, but yeah. they're minimalist. So okay. like they're very flat. Um, so if these work out, then um, we'll be like the sandal boys. <laughs> I, I freaking love Tevas. Yeah. We have always, I've called them Jesus sandals forever, which is kind of weird because I don't think that Jesus wears sandals like these, but no. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I've, I've always really liked Tivas, I, I think they're. Yeah. It was. It's like the one hangover from the early '90s, late '80s, or whatever that just kind of stuck with me the entire time. I mean, you know, I love the '90s and '80s, but yeah. mostly the '90s. But uh, yeah, these. Yeah, these are the zero sandals, so they're uh, basically Tivas, just flat okay. and super thin sold. Do they go? Be, um, so, do they go around the toe or between the toe? Uh, over the top of the foot. Okay. So like the, like the Tevas. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can't I, do I, the, the ones, the ones that go between the toes. I can't stand. Well, like with my, my toes have been spreading out. Cause that's kind uh, of the thing with minimalist. So like, I think I could handle it now more, mm -hmm. but no, yeah, there, that was one of the biggest issues with finding minimalist sandals. Okay. Is most of them are like the thong pieces through the, through the up big toe, which is like how my wife's sandals are. And I just can't deal with yeah, that. I, I've, I've always, I've always hated having the, 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 like the, the thong, I don't, I guess it's called a thong, yeah. the, the piece between your big toe and your like pointer toe. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just always, I, I've always, I just can't, I don't know. I, I see people wearing them all the time and they seem fine, but like for whatever reason that always bothered me, even back when I used to swim, I would always have to get Tevas or like over the top sandals. Uh, I've never like flip flops either. I've always wanted to heel the part that like goes over the back of the heel. Mm -hmm. So it's uh yeah, but I am a sandal enthusiast. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, why don't you, so while, while we're 
why don't you queue up what we're going to do for this episode? And then I'll, I'll pull up a pair of the sandals and just shoot you a picture. I'll okay. shoot you a picture of them in a second. All right. Well, I, I do, I have a couple things I want to go over this episode and okay. we're already, um, so inspired by the video you sent. So if everybody is, um, interested, you can go look at this. I'm going to try to find it, but I don't want to play it. Uh, cause mm-hmm. it's gonna, let me find it real quick. It's uh, it's called uh, Crazy Winemaking Countries. It's by a French dude whose name is Con- Constantine Baum. He's oh, it Belgian. must be German. That must be he's German. Belgian. What is he? Belgian. Okay. Belgian. Yeah, so I think okay. he's, uh, you know, because they speak French. and Well, I'm 99% sure he's Belgian because, like, one of the videos says, like, blah, 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 Belgian. Um, okay. But, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he's from the French-speaking region of Belgium. Well, it's Constantine with a K, which I think is super mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. Constantine Baum. So anyways, the, the video is called Crazy Winemaking Countries, Master of Wine, Blind Tastes, Wines from Unknown Wine Countries. This is one that you discovered, and it is one of the most intriguing wine videos I think it I've seen in a while. Extremely pleasant for yeah. a master of wine. In- right. At his level, like, yes, yeah. Like so, like the douchebaggery, which is oftentimes with masters of wine, is is extremely low. He's receptive to new wines. He's re- he's not snobby about it. He's he is surprised in several instances where he's like, "Wow, I'm I'm actually surprised that this is this good and it's from this place." But that's that's kind of the point of blind taste testing, is that, and this is sort of what happened when California creamed the uh, the French back in the seventies, what was that the blind taste test, the French couldn't believe that the Californians were making wine that good. Yeah. And, and it's sort of that same sort of thing where I think maybe my impression of European wine snobs is a little bit different than it is because I think they probably realize that, that, um, it's, uh, there is a lot of really great wine coming out of, of unusual places, but, Sort of one of the things I wanted to talk about on this episode because of this video was it inspired me to go try to kind of go back to our roots, actually. We haven't done it in a long time, but um, go look for kind of unusual wines. Um, oh, nice. Wines from weird places, wines that are variety varieties from places that I wouldn't normally have associated them with. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I got six. I always buy wine in six because you get a discount at Total Wine. Mm-hmm. So I got... Uh, six that are kind of interesting. I'll review one more thoroughly um, and the rest I'll kind of just kind of mention. So I got a a South American uh, Pinotage mixed with Syrah, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I've actually not, I've reviewed other stuff from, I've actually reviewed this brand's Pinotage, which is uh, Spears, Mm S-P-I-E-R, Spears Discover. So, um, but I just thought this was an interesting blend, Pinotage and Syrah. So that I thought was interesting. I liked it. It, it was nine ninety nine, so it is not a expensive wine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it was. I think I paid a fair price for it. I guess that's the best way to say it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like nine ninety nine. Like. Yeah. You know, it's not like uh, like El Pensador or the El Pensadors mm-hmm. that I like, where I'm like, you should try this at nine ninety nine. Like, yeah. Yeah, and El is a good example. Hey, yeah, yeah, like because they make good, they make good wine, and it's surprisingly inexpensive. Whereas mm-hmm. this nine 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 is fine. 
Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't regret it. If you, if you've got nine ninety nine, you want to just try it. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it, it's an interesting blend. Yeah, I and it's yeah. also the it, the nine ninety nine is split between not only is the wine good, but also the experience of it and the difference in like this is like it met your buy box criteria for this specific mission. So mm-hmm. like that takes some of the pressure of the wine being good off. Right. And you're not going like, Hey, this is good still. Like, it's like, okay, this is fine. So that, you know, really should tell the listeners is like kind of Jacob's way of not saying it's bad. Cause you mm-hmm. would say if it was just straight bad, but yeah, you would not intentionally seek this out again. Right. Right. So, the other one that I got, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. I, I actually do like that brand. I think that they're, they're I, I like Pinotage, and I know a lot of people are, are not crazy about it, but that's kind of the um, signature grape varietal of South America. And I know it's kind of got a maybe a controversial representation, but I think it's, I, I like it a lot when it's done well. And I think it's a, it's a very up yours in my alley type of grape. It's very bold, very yeah. fruity, very aggressive. And I like it. This was an interesting blend, but I didn't really think it was. I, I think if you can actually spend nine ninety nine and get their just straight Pinotage, and it's great. So yeah. uh, if I was going to recommend one from uh, Spears or Sp- Spires, I'm not sure how to say it. Um, I would go ahead. I would and say Spires. I, would get, I think Spires. Okay, I yeah. would get the I would get the Pinotage. Uh, just the the plain ones. The Shiraz is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd be curious to try the Shiraz by itself. Hey, interesting. I you see know what that's really like. Fun is like buy the Shiraz and the Pinotage okay. and then blend them yourself. <laughs> yeah, that would cup. be interesting. That <laughs> would to be. get the ratio that you yeah. like. <laughs> so another one that I got. Um, have Have you and I ever reviewed anything from La Mancha in Spain? Uh, I think I've had stuff from La Mancha maybe that I didn't review on the show necessarily, but okay. wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. You know what I mean? Okay. So this was, um, this was a cab Pinot Noir Merlot blend from La Mancha. Kind huh. of an interesting blend. Um, again, it's fourteen ninety nine. Uh, fine for that price. I probably won't get it again. Uh, mm-hmm. Not particularly complex. It's. Uh, very fruit forward, very kind of spicy, but not particularly interesting in my opinion. Um, but for the price, not bad. A good a good bottle of red wine for the price, uh, so, especially for be- the people. But like, I don't think it's particularly complex. It's it is spicy. It's um, if you're gonna actually, this is perfect for like a cookout. Actually, this would be one that like maybe I would buy it again and bring it to Tilburg because it doesn't really it. it it lends itself to things being hot and you eating burgers or steaks or something like that outside. Well, this, this kind of makes me think of like Frank's red hot or like yeah. Tabasco where it's uh-huh. like, it's fine. It's spicy, but there are way more complex flavor wise, spicy stuff. Yeah. You know, like exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, this has its place, but, and, and that's the thing is like, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, like maybe we would have people try at Childeberg is because you and I haven't like no other people haven't even scratched the surface of a lot of stuff like this. So it's like, Hey, try this new completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I had another one. This one was interesting. It was a screw top. It oh. was $9.99. Also, um, it's from Portugal. Mm. But it is an interesting blend. It is, um, let me find the blend. It is um, Castelleo Torriga Nacional, which, of course, because it's uh, Portuguese, Portugal. they're always going to have that. Um, Torrega Franca, which they say Torrega Franca and uh, Cabernet Sauvignon are pretty much the same thing. Uh, I think they're a little bit different. Um, and then there is another one called Trinsaderia. So it's a blend of these. All of these are grapes that I had not heard of before. I'm going to have to probably do a little bit more of a deep dive. I really think this was actually kind of the standout star of my purchase. It's uh, cheap. It's a screw top, which, you know, it kind of gives you like a, well, you and me, it doesn't because we're, we're fine with it. But like people kind of think of screw tops as being kind of cheapo. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is specifically a mass market invention mm-hmm. for wine. It, you know, people have done amazing things with it. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's like corking was, you know, the back in the day, the best wines were corked. The worst mm-hmm. wines were corked. Right. The best exactly. wines are not currently screw top. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, love it. That's so. right. Yeah. And, and we, and we both like El Pensador. I think El Pensador for the price is great. I think this is, 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 is very good for the price. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised with this. I think this was kind of the standout one in the, in the purchase was I, I would buy this one again actually for nine for nice. and also it was more complicated I think and um I drank it a little bit too fast I think to kind of like appreciate it it mm. was it was interesting uh I had already had beers before it and then I had a glass <laughs> of this and so it was kind of one of those where I I don't think I appreciated it for what it is but also maybe the beers affected that as well but I like Portugal. I like Portugal. It is. It's a Western Europe. It is a wine growing region, but they're just not known for this type of wine. They're known for port. But it, as you and I both know, because we've been trying them, is that they are kind of coming into their own. And you can get actually, we should talk to Jackson Blood about this at some point. Um, we should just talk to Jackson Blood. <laughs> I know we haven't talked to him in a long time. We got to have him. him back on. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, I thought this was really good. This next one, I am. 99% sure that we've actually tried before, or at least I have. It's a Bulgarian gama, uh, Gamza. Bulgarian Gamza. Yes, it I, is. I know you have tried one of these at least. Yeah, I don't know if it was this one because they actually had three available at Total Wine. Um, I didn't think this was particularly good. Uh, it was. It was fine. It was again. It was fine for. I think it was 12 bucks. So yeah. Yeah. It says on total wine, they were, it was 1199. So, um, I thought it was all right. It was, um, very full bodied, a lot of fruit flavors, very fresh, just kind of, but to me more of just generic and not particularly interesting. Uh, just kind of like a plain red wine. I would be happy if somebody gave it to me at like a party or something like that. I would have, I would have drank it and enjoyed it, but just nothing special. Uh, I, I might try the other ones. I, I I wrote it down so like I'll I'll know better next time when I go look and see if I have had it before. Uh, 
I have gotten a lot of Bulgarian wines because they sell them at the Russian store. <laughs> but um, yeah. but I don't know. I don't. I was specifically looking for Eastern European wines at Total Wine this time, and this is the only one I could find. So, oh man. And then I, I seem to remember you talk, texting me or messaging me and saying that you were trying to get like three different Georgians or something like that, or yeah. had three different Georgians to yep. look at. And I had a big old fight. Well, not a fight really, but like I had a a, a high testosterone disagreement <laughs> with the uh, with the person who was there because like it it was very frustrating to me that I couldn't get these. And it says on their mm-hmm. website that they have them. Um, yeah, and, and I get it. Like I was like, I'm, I understand if you don't have it, but what you're telling me is you can't find it, which to me means the website says you have it, which to me says that you have it. And you're just saying you can't find it. And that is a problem. Can you get somebody else? And the guy and, standing behind you has got it in his basket going like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I mean, there was, there were several, there's, there was two there and, and we've had them before. It was a Mukazani and a, uh, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Keen, Keen Maroli. They're both Georgians. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted, I wanted them both and they both count toward um, the 10% discount because they're winery direct wines. So, so like, it was kind of like I, I, they were like, Oh, it's gotta be over here in the other reds. And I was like, yeah, I, I get it, but it's, they're not technically, red or they're not technically single varietal reds they're blunt they're blends because that's how they do it there and um and so they're like oh well then it must be in the other reds and i was like yeah but i've looked in both places i can't find it but your website says you have it can you somehow tell me if you don't have it it was it was very frustrating to me but also as you know i've been frustrated by people a lot lately so yeah uh, (laughs) so that was that was fine. And I ended up getting other stuff that I was happy to get because it was, they were, they were interesting yeah. things to try. And then, um, the final top one, and I'm going to give this an, not a negative review, but a very neutral review was the one that I paid the most for. Oh. And I, I'd say that's maybe where the negative part is. It's a $33 wine. Um, it is 60% Tempranillo, 40% Cabernet Sauvignon, both grapes that you and I like. Uh, I don't like this wine particularly <laughs> and yeah. it is from Baja California and it's called uh, Madeira. It is a 2016. Uh, as I said, it's 60% Tempranillo, 40% Cabernet Sauvignon uh, from Valle de San Vincente in Baja California. Mm-hmm. Um, it is fine. It's, too boozy, I think, for me. It's it's too syrupy. I think that's kind of the way I describe it. It's got it's not sweet, but it has this sort of like syrupiness to it that is not that I'm not crazy about. Like almost like it's like undiluted. Like not that yeah. not that people dilute wine, but it's kind of like you could put an extra five percent water into this. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it almost feels like it's it almost tastes like it's fortified, but it's only thirteen percent ABV. So. It's yeah. uh, it can't be, it can't be fortified at thirteen percent. I mean, I guess theoretically it could be, but um, it doesn't say that on the label. 
And well, it's, it sounds like, you know, being Baja California, I wonder if it was like high bricked and if they did something to try to cut the alcohol content. Yeah. And that that's very possible. I bet you it is very high brick. Um, 13% is, I mean, here in Texas, our Tempranillo sometimes gets up to 16. So yeah. it, Baja California is a very warm region. I could see their Tempranillo getting high. I think possibly what the issue is, is that Cab is just not very good there. Cab doesn't do phenomenal here in texas now granted mm-hmm. baja is a completely different area so yeah. maybe it's fine there um i don't think cab does great in texas i've had several texas caps i don't think they're very good they're okay um i think tempranillo though here is excellent and uh this to me is fine it's at this price 33 dollars is just to me just too much i, I would pay I would have been happy with this at ten dollars. Um, mm-hmm. I would have been fine with it at fifteen, but thirty-three is just—I'm not going to get it again. It's—it's it's too pricey. It's and it's not even at ten. I probably wouldn't have gotten it again just because there's so much other stuff to drink. But uh, yeah, it's so just me, not phenomenal. Let me ask this: Sure, how did you serve it to yourself? So did you oh. open it, pour the glass, leave it out, or did you yes. pour yeah. and then just consume? Yeah, so I, I left it out. Well, I actually did pour, had a sip, went, ugh, this is too much. And then mm-hmm. um and then put it through the filter. And because I have a I have a wine filter as well. So I put mm-hmm. it through the filter uh to kind of get it aerated and also to kind of like if there was any sort of like stuff in it. I it didn't really improve it. Um it is it is slightly better now that it's been out and aerated a little bit. The the whatever the off flavor of it is that what I'm describing is syrupy is, mm-hmm. is much less intense now. And that makes the rest of it more interesting. Um, yeah, I'll have a sip of it again and go. So I guess to give it a more complex review of it, it has good tannin structure. It is, um, yeah, it's actually, it's got very good tannins. That would be maybe the most positive thing about this because you know I love tannins. Mm-hmm. It's got a real good tannin structure on it. It's um, spicy. It's acidic. Both good qualities on it. Um, f- fruit flavor. Hmm. I, I wouldn't really give it, it, it's not very fruity. It, it has a little mm-hmm. bit, may, maybe plum. Um, plum and black cherry kind of, uh, it does have sort of those like leathery vanilla, leather, vanilla, spice kind of notes. So it's much more of an, of that type of wine, but mm-hmm. it has this, this syrupiness to it that is just off putting. There, there's just this it, one, it's like, it's just a incompletely, it's, it's a oddly painted portrait, I guess would be the way to describe it is it's got all these really good characteristics, but there's just this one that's wrong. So it's like somebody did the Mona Lisa and gave the the Mona Lisa like um, Gonzo's nose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just it's like, like no. Yeah, <laughs> like there's there's so much of this that is to me is stuff that I like. Good tannin structures. It's fruity to some degree, but it's it's much more subtle fruit flavor. So I would say just plum mm-hmm. and black cherry. It's it doesn't have a lot of those like more strawberry or raspberry. Those kind of more forward. Although raspberry, I kind of think of it as a more subtle note, but it, it's not, it's very generically red wine fruity, but mm-hmm. good. And then um, good acidity. The tannins are great. 
Uh, I also really like the leather and I like the vanilla and tobacco, those types of flavors. But mm-hmm. then there's just this almost maple syrup flavor to it that is just like reminds me of cognac and I don't like cognac. So. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, there's like this additional thing that is just like, eh. yeah, I got you. So I had a wine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I will, uh, let's see. This was, uh, so my wife and I do this thing where every, every Saturday we try to enter, introduce more seafood into our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to vary the protein source, whatever. So we look at Kroger and we see what seafood is on sale. So we did lobster tails this weekend. Um, okay. So we bought this three pack of steaks a long time ago and we were doing some other thing where we were again doing some sort of probably surf and turf or something like that. Or maybe I was sick or I don't remember what it was, but we only cooked one of the steaks and froze the other two. Then last weekend we had one of the steaks and then shrimp. Mm -hmm. So this weekend we had lobster tail. So I busted out the grill, um, you know, grilled the steak. Steak came out amazing. Lobster tails came out great. So I grabbed a red wine to go with it. So this was a, and I was having, like at the Kroger, I was having trouble finding like uh, El Pensador or whatever. So yeah. this is um, Belarus. Oh, Cotes okay. de Rhone, Appellation d'Origin Protégé. So it's a, it's a, um, it's like a burgundy. So this one was, you know, uh, so 14%. 14.5 ABV 2019. Um, so this it's a, says, it's a burgundy. And, it's a, so it's Pinot Noir. I honestly have no flipping clue. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, it's one of those, it was 14, it was like 14 bucks. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty sure that this was like, cause it doesn't say on the front at all what's in it so i think this had uh cab um cab pinot and and something else it is like basically a 14 dollar red wine you know what i mean yeah. like where okay it didn't it didn't stand out particularly any one way or another but had you know light acidity tannins were pretty good um kind of gave you that a little bit of that to yeah. it yeah um but, you know, pulled the fat off your tongue like you're kind of looking for when you're drinking like a red wine and eating a fattier steak, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So fine, like the notes of um, like red fruit in it. But like I the first sip or smell of it, I got it the, today, like because we opened it and this was a screw top as well. So like that was also kind of like indication to me. It's like a French screw top. I'm like, mm, not mm-hmm. a quality bottle, like amazing yeah. quality bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, but maybe but, the French are drinking that when they're eating their baguettes at lunch or whatever. Sure. Like, and that was the thing is like, it was like the screw cap is not an indication to me of bad quality. It's an indication of higher production. Yes. Run, yeah. Right. Really? Yeah, that, is that's, what yeah. that's a good, that's so, a good way of putting it actually. Cause that's kind of the way I think about it too, is it's not necessarily 
bad wine. It's just that it's a high volume, probably meant to be drunk young wine. Yeah, exactly. So this is one of those wines that basically probably had gotten as much age as it was going to get. Probably wasn't going to get any more complex. Mm -hmm. I opened the bottle and then poured myself like a small, like these, like I have these glasses I use for espresso um, that are like old pudding cups, but they're glass Mm -hmm. and they're like pretty nice. Um, So I use those for my espresso in the morning. So occasionally I'll drink wine out of these because it's like maybe half a glass of wine. So like as I was grilling, I was drinking this, but I had also poured two glasses to sit out and aerate. And Mm -hmm. like the aerated ones were basically like, you knew you were drinking red wine, but there wasn't really a lot else going to it. But there was nothing offensive. So, you know, it's one of those ones where not absolutely amazing bottle of wine, but like if I had gotten it at 10 bucks, it would have been fine. But like this was kind of the thing was like when I was looking at the two wines, there was one for 13, you know, say 1359, and this one was 1459. I was like, I'll spend the extra dollar. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. right and now i'm kind of like what would the 13 have been like but you know not the end of the world and yeah. then also today we bought uh our number one america's mass producer of wine of slightly better quality we got a barefoot uh barefoot brute like basically a sparkling california or something like that oh, okay. we made mimosas yeah. for dinner <laughs> yeah because uh, uh, yeah, that's great dinner. for mimosas yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so you know for for mother's day for my wife we we made like we had mimosas so it was fun but i managed to open the champagne without the loud super loud pop okay. i managed to like get it basically vented so it had a little for the open as opposed to pop so i was right, you yeah. know i thought that was fun yeah yeah that was pretty cool so but what what, what, things, what inspired you guys to start doing more seafood just because you want it's better for you doing, we've been doing it for years oh okay uh like the the idea really is like actually like thinks it's more it's better for you i'm kind of like i'm kind of of the opinion the carnivore diet is probably like better for humans than m- most other diets yeah and I generally like, I, I like seafood a lot yeah. and I would eat mussels and scallops and oysters and clams and, you know, that sort of shrimp and lobster. Like I would eat kind of that sort of stuff with almost every meal Mm -hmm. if I could afford it. Right. But I would also eat steak at nearly every meal if I could afford it. So for me, like, it's not that I don't like chicken, but like, I like chicken like where you go to the Indian restaurant and get chicken or like yeah. general. So like I like chicken, like I've had been making a chicken for my lunch for a, a long time, but I was doing like really going out there and like really preparing it. And like, I don't right. mind like a grilled piece of chicken, but then it's like the chicken's got to be really good. You know, like you've got to brine it and do all that stuff. So like, I like chicken, but like, I like it in more complex preparings. Like I just like steak yeah. and I'll just eat shrimp and like, I'll just eat steamed clams and oysters and mussels. And like, I'll just eat them by themselves. I enjoy them as the meat. Right. And chicken, I usually got to dress up in some way, which is, I mean, it's chicken. What, I mean, that's kind of how it is. So yeah. Yeah. Chicken's kind of a, you know, you know, I'm not crazy about chicken. It, um, 
I, I like yeah. it when it's boneless fine, but like, yeah, it's kind of amorphous. It's sort of like whatever you're, however you're preparing it, that's what it tastes like. Yeah, exactly. And, but you know, we also, I also live in a coast. I live in a coastal town Yeah, that is a port. So yeah. I, you know. Great place for oysters, as my wife yeah. will attest. So great place. It's a great place for seafood. Yeah. Yep. So we we, we actually we, we went out to seafood yesterday, um, yeah. which you, you know up here in DFW, that you don't really think of this as a seafood place, but thanks to I guess uh, modern transportation, she was able to get oysters for pretty inexpensive, and um, she said they were good. I don't like oysters, but yeah, and and that's that's kind of the thing is like you know me like I I like like I said I like most seafood like I really yeah. don't care for salmon. Uh, but that's kind of the only fish I don't really like. I don't eat a lot of freshwater fish, but you know, I will. So, but and that's kind of, that's just the thing is like, we've always just tried to do something different. And also, and this is kind of one of those things where it's great in theory, but it never works in practice. And in theory, in my head, it's like, okay, well, if we get seafood, which is a little more expensive, you know, because mm-hmm. it is, um, yeah. Maybe we won't go out to eat as much. <laughs> right. It's a more exotic meal. And no, still go out to eat a bunch. But uh, that's just kind of the, the the thing there. So one of the things I've been doing since I watched the video with our our friend uh, Christensen, or however the heck his name is pronounced, um, the way he would like. Yeah, I think, it's Cons- I think it's Constantine, but it's with a K. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah Constantine, Constantine with a K. Brahm. I watched a couple cool. of his other videos. I would recommend, I recommend it to anybody. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. He's very, very pleasant. Yeah. Um, but like the way he pulls the wine into his mouth and then switches it around and then pulls more in, air into it and then swallows it. Yeah. I've been doing that a lot more recently mm, because I realized okay. like, you know, like you and I have always kind of said, like we're drinking a glass of wine. Yeah. We're not exploring a glass of wine and trying to find all these notes, we're just drinking a glass of wine and then kind of taking notes about it. So I was like, well, no, let me try to get more of this on my palate, kind of aerate it, get it going. Cause like, that's the other thing I think is when he's doing a lot of these is he's opening them straight. He's opening them and drinking them straight basically from there. So I think that also helps aerate it and, and do a little more of the, those things. But you know, like I found it fun. So I've been kind of, copying him in that way yeah that makes sense i mean do you want to go over a couple of the ones that you thought you wanted to try that were on his uh in well, his video because so, i think there was one in particular that you thought was particular that you thought was like really intriguing yeah i don't re- like i didn't rewatch the video okay uh, recently enough to mention it um so but yeah like it, it's one of those ones where if i can get my hands on basically any of those, they all kind of sounded fun. Like I think the sparkling from Britain, obviously, I mean, has been on our list for a while. It has. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I don't know if this one was, but I've, I've for a long time thought about, um, so they call it Cornwall the same way you'd call something champagne. Cornwall mm-hmm. has a sparkling wine industry that is, uh, world famous and they do beat out the, the French occasionally in their, um, 
in their, I guess, their production or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I thought the, I thought the Cornwall was interesting. I don't, I'm not crazy about sparkling wine. You're much more into it than I am. Oh yeah, um, because you do mimosas and stuff with your wife. Uh, well, like I also and I don't. I pretty much the only carbonated drink I drink anymore at this point, other than like when I go someplace that I don't really trust the water quality. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Or like it's part of the meal that a soda comes with it. Like really the only carbonated thing I really drink anymore is like kombucha that I buy. So Hmm. like I, one of the things I like about like sparkling champagne is it's carbonated. And I, cause I do enjoy carbonated drinks. I just don't enjoy carbonated water, but otherwise like I don't like, I, I basically like my drinks other than alcohol as of late have been, Coffee, water, and kombucha. Like I don't yeah. really drink anything else. Like I don't drink. That's, milk. Yeah, that's interesting. I've kind of gone to that. Uh, although I do drink a lot of kefir, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I, I would say besides that, like uh, the reason I drink kefir is because of my other addiction, which is crystal light, which I don't think is very good for my gut biome. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, <agree. laughs> I drink. I drink an insane amount of that, but I like crystal light uh, lemonade. And I do drink mm-hmm. a couple of glasses of that usually every day, but I, uh, try to mix in, uh, kefir with it and then, and, you know, other probiotics. But one of the ones I wanted to kind of touch on there, there was actually, there was a few that I wanted to touch on for, okay. for this. Cause I, I got a list. I wrote them down just to, just so we kind of had a, well, let's, let's touch on one and okay. then we'll talk a little more Childerberg and okay. then, uh, we can always come back to this list if we can get more of them later. That's true. And actually there's another video that he had that I kind of want to maybe talk about a little bit. I, I like, I really like this guy. So we, we may start yeah. touching on him. It was a great yeah. discovery. I think um, yeah. he, he also has a, he has a Christmas wine episode that I think was really fun also. Yeah. So we might save that for Christmas, but I liked it. So yes, yeah, send, um, send me the link to the other one and we can do it next week. Okay. Um, Cause I think I'm going to look at the calendar real quick. So well, if we can do 15, it, I I don't yeah, know yeah, we've for got sure. A few more I, shows I may, before yeah, I'm out there. I may try to put out a midweek episode, mm-hmm. uh, this week and next week. If you're not available, that's fine. I'll I'll do one yeah. just kind of to give people because a couple of people reached out to me there and they were like, uh, they were like, well, you guys haven't done any episode in like two weeks, and that's where I get all my news, and for Childerberg. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's interesting because I didn't think really anybody listened. <laughs> but <laughs> so, <laughs> but, they, but they do. They listen for Childerberg information. So let's go and touch on this last one. Uh, maybe midweek I'll, I'll talk about one of these uh, other wines that I yeah. got that I didn't touch on this week. And then next week we'll maybe touch on this uh, Christmas wine episode because I think, the, I think this is actually a really interesting one too. And it's something that, that Americans, I don't think, experience as much. So it's kind of an yeah. interesting topic. Um, but the one that I think, and we may have discussed this, but I think the one that you're most interested in is Monsoon Valley Shiraz from Thailand. Uh, yeah, that was one. Not. I remember being interested in that one, but that's not the one that I was the most. I'll have to watch it again. Cause like, okay. it, like we said, like we said, it was super fun. And I was definitely was interested Tahiti. in the time. Yeah, there's one in yeah, Tahiti, and I thought that was interesting. 
Yeah, it was one of the reds. I think I was actually interested in the California. Like it was whichever one he thought was the best. Because there's one that he like. Yeah, yeah. From Baja California. Yeah. So yeah, he that one because I I just rewatched it before we did the episode, and um, that was the one that he was like most surprised about. Where he was like, "This is a really good Zin. It it just yeah. it tastes like Zinfandel. Um, it's uh, he, he's like he was very impressed with it." And uh, that one, I think, was actually really cheap, too. I think it was like nine bucks. Yeah, that's that's the one I was I, – I mean, like, I was interested in the Tahiti one. I was interested in the one from Thailand. Uh, but, yeah, I was most interested in the Baja one. Yeah, okay. Well, Because I also thought that might be the easiest to get. <laughs> well, and this is the only the one that I got, the uh, Maroon 5. Um, or it's not Maroon 5, but it's uh, Madeira 5 uh, that I'm drinking right now is um, – was expensive and it was the only Baja California one I could get at total wine. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to start looking around at more of the, you know, total wine doesn't always have like a great, a great supply of obscure wines. You kind of have to go to like yeah. specialty wine shops for that. So it's like one um, of those things is I'll, like I'll take a look total wine has like a great supply of like specialty wine and like mm-hmm. grand rapids. And you're like, mm-hmm. why are they all there? Like for that variety. Yeah. And you're like, how do like how did this happen? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, like, it, it's a, it's a, I, I, one of these days. Like, my goals for the show, I would love to talk to like the wine procurer of like Lidl mm-hmm. or something, or like or or of Total Wine somewhere like that, where it's just like, how did how is it that you find this stuff, and like, what is your decision making on it? I, I would like to talk to anybody involved in mid-tier or higher distribution where it's kind of like or like you know it's like at kroger like how do you guys determine like like i know that there's a at least at the kroger big marketplace one like there's a guy who like actively orders wine and does all this stuff yeah but i don't know how like much control of the stock he has like right I know like if there's like one that sells a lot, like, you know, like the Snoop Dogg wine, like he definitely keeps an eye on that product level, but like, Oh, let's try to get this hundred dollar bottle of wine or something. I had that Snoop Dogg one. It was okay. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was fine. It was like, it's mass produced wine that, yeah. you know, yeah, it's Snoop Dogg's name on it. they've got one <laughs> yeah. with Martha on it too now. Oh, they do. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. They should blend those. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's from the same line. Oh, is it really? Oh, that's, like it's that's funny. Snoop Dogg's friend Martha is in like on his wine. Like, uh, so it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> we, li- yeah. we live in such weird times because you think about it as like this when you and I were little kids, like Snoop Dogg was extremely controversial and um, really cutting edge and stuff like that and counterculture. And now it's kind of like everybody's like, oh, Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah. he's. He's he's one of us, kind of like one of those kind of weird things. Where I'm, I bet you he doesn't think of himself that way. But I like he he had a uh, reality show. Yeah, and he seemed way more down to earth than you would think. Interesting. Okay, you, you know what I mean. Like I think he's one of those guys where it's just like he just understands his position. Like he's just like I well, get like, it. I I think he's one of those guys where it's like he's not like. Dr. Dre rich having sold beats or whatever, you know, like the headphone place. But I think he's like 
he makes a comfortable living. He knows what he has to do to make a living, but he also knows that it's like, he's not going to take shit from you for any reason. Right. And knows what to do about it. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, you want to, uh, you want to do some Childerberg yeah. talk and then well, route, like, gonna wrap say, it up? Like, we got to wrap it up. Uh, but real quick, Childerberg. So it's going to be the 28th through the 30th of, May in Muleshoe Bend, uh, Texas. Tickets are on sale on childerberg.com. Um, comedy show, pay what you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Tickets, you got to have it uh, for the site itself. Um, if you're going to camp, you got to have tickets because we got limited sites. And uh, yeah. Yeah, otherwise yeah. it's free. So if you, if you are in the DFW area or the Austin area or the San Antonio area and you can make it out for the day and you just want to come hang out with us, it's the show is pay what you want um, just to come down to the campsite and just hang out with us. It's free. Uh, I think it's $5 to enter the park, but that's not set by us. That's set by the lower Colorado river authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's going to be a really good time. Um, just a lot of Liberty folks and totally like just a wide variety of people, different interests. There's going to be Bitcoin people. There's going to be 3d printed guns guys there. There's going to be, um, just like kind of normie libertarians like well i i consider us normies now but yeah. uh um i'm sure there'll be some like beltway libertarians there uh i think actually there's several boomers coming this year which will be kind yeah. of fun too and yeah. um it's gonna be a good time i guess it's just gonna it be it's always. it's always fun kids are uh, by the way if you are gonna camp and you have kids kids are free uh you can just just let me know that you're having them so i have a head count but uh, I'm not going to charge for children. So, yeah. Uh, so bring those. There's going to be maybe a dozen kids this year, uh, which will be fun, I think. And I think it's good for kids. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have any particularly acti- like any particular activities planned for them, but it's a campsite. So kids usually kind of find stuff to do. And exactly. um, there is, however, one thing that I kind of want to emphasize with kids is that there is a lake. Make sure that your kids are supervised at the lake. Uh, if they don't yes. know how to swim. So like when I was a kid, we knew how to swim. We kind of could go unsupervised to the lake. But um, if your kid is not a strong swimmer, like I was, or my sisters or people in our family, um, make sure they're supervised because it's, there's no lifeguard on duty or anything like that. Exactly. So, all right. I think that's, uh, right. I think that's it. Ready to wrap yeah, it up. Stay free, everybody. All right. Stay free. Yeah.